Welcome to Quick Thoughts. I'm Paola Messina. I'm here with Heba Fisher, uh, co-founder and CEO of Kerning Cultures Network, the first venture-funded podcast company in the Middle East. Uh, welcome, Heba, to the program. It's so great to have you. Thank you, Paola. It's very nice to be here. Great. I wanted to start our conversation kind of just with you telling us a bit about what is Kerning Cultures and how did it start and what has it become? Sure. So we started Kerning Cultures. It's a podcast network. We started it about five and a half years ago now. Uh, we started in Dubai. It was a single show. And, uh, and it's since grown into we now have seven shows underneath our network, uh, working on nine in total in English and in Arabic. Our shows are awesome. We've won awards uh, for the stories. They regularly top the podcast charts across the Middle East. We've licensed stories to Radiolab, This American Life, NPR, Gimlet Media, and uh, and we're building a, a media empire. We're we're really creating a new category of media in the Arab world, and and it's really exciting to be at the forefront of of the industry. How does this idea come about? And you know, who are the people involved? The idea for Kerning Culture is. Uh, it's evolved. So as I mentioned, when we first started, it was a much smaller vision. And as we got deeper into it, we we realized the potential and, and it grew from there. But the core of what we do has always remained the same. And that's just creating content that we actually care about. Um, <laughs> most, most mainstream media in the Middle East is not created for us youth. It's created for our parents. And that's a really alienating experience, especially because we're such a young population. There's 140 million of us between the ages of 15 and 35 across the, the Middle East and North Africa. And and it, it, stories and media are are so powerful in shaping our perceptions of self. And so creating creating stories, capturing these stories that exist around us that make us laugh and make us cry and, you know, make us want to turn to our friends and have a conversation. That's that's uh, very much at the heart of all of our shows at, at Kerning Cultures. Uh, so we're a team of 12. Um, so in addition to myself, we have 11 uh, incredible humans. Um, we're a, a remote operation. So we're between Dubai, Beirut, Riyadh, Cairo, London, and the States, which is a little psycho, but we make it work really well. <laughs> and I was, I was going to ask actually about the impact of COVID on not only the content that's being produced right now by Kerning Cultures, but the way the team works. And I guess, you know, you're used to kind of like this remote working situation, but have there been changes in that regard as well after COVID? Yeah, so fortunately, alhamdulillah, we were really well positioned from the remote working aspect because that's that just is is how we've operated. What changed and what was harder to adjust to was the way that we did interviews. And so we always endeavor to do interviews in person. And if that doesn't mean sending one of our producers uh, locally to do an interview, it means finding a producer locally who can meet that guest. And even if we're doing a video conference interview, there's somebody physically there with recording gear to record the interview from the guest side. That wasn't possible <laughs> with COVID. And so we started to get a lot more creative about how we did it. So we would we uh, ship easy to use recorders so guests can self-tape sync or, or self-record. Sometimes guests were afraid of receiving foreign packages. <laughs> and so then we would say, OK, use your phone. And we would send photo guides of how to you know place the phone on a stack of books level with your mouth and um, so I think that that's what's changed from a process perspective. The other thing that's changed in a really good way is that we've been growing like crazy. And I think it's as much a function of COVID and having more time on our hands and looking for ways to entertain ourselves. Uh, 
in as much as it's been just that we've really hit our stride from a production standpoint and we launched four new shows during COVID. Um, and so I think it's just a general momentum of us as a network in addition to that people are looking for, for things to do. And I wanted you to, to tell us a bit about, you know, some of these these producers that are working for Kerning Cultures and some of these shows. Maybe you can tell us about some of the latest uh, releases then. Yeah, for sure. Um, so from a team perspective, everyone is is an exceptionally talented person. Um, there's Hiba Afifi, who's based in Cairo. She's our managing producer for Arabic. She's such a talented storyteller. Um, there's Shahid Ben Yardeh, who's based in Dubai. She's uh, She hosts a number of our shows. She's our Arabic editor. Dana Baluth is between Los Angeles and Beirut. She's another editor both on English and, and Arabic. Alex Atak is our managing producer. He's based in London for English content. Um, so these new shows, um, these four new shows. Yeah, so we have a show called Behob that was killing it. It literally was number one across every category in every country store for, for the run of the first season, and we're in production for season two now. And it's a, a show about love and relationships, but it's not a fluffy love show. It's um, it's really hard-hitting. It's very emotional. Literally every episode makes me cry. And so there's a story about a husband and wife where the husband is uh, struggling with bipolar disorder, for example, and it's these really, really intimate um, documentary-style uh, stories that just capture your imagination and your heart. We have another show called Sukun uh, that we're gearing up to launch season two this week, next week. And this is a... Uh, season one was a... Um, daily five-minute guided meditation in Arabic. And then season two is a bit more of a deepening of some of the concepts that the host Shahid Tukhaim walked you through. And it's done in a really conversational way between herself as a trained coach and uh, her co-host Abdurrahman al-Umran, who is a podcaster, and he, he plays the role of a skeptic. And so and as Arabs, you know, why do we need meditation? We have prayer. Um, and so he like he really plays that uh, side of things, which is a which is a really um, it's just fantastic. The dynamic is very playful and and also like it it talks about things that that I think we think about and, and it gives a, a space to have those kinds of conversations. It's very interesting to me, just like the range of subjects that are broached in these programs and then. Now in the world, I guess, like with the impact of COVID and definitely, you know, what's happening in Lebanon right now, how in tune is, you know, Kerning culture is going to be to things happening on the ground, you know, currently? So how are how is the team kind of planning on yeah approaching these subjects going forward? Yeah, so we're we're very uh, deliberately not a news uh, network, um, and so we we don't chase the headlines and the kind of stories that we tell. You can listen to them a year from now, and they're still relevant. And that's a very deliberate choice. That being said, four of us are Lebanese on the team, and so it Beirut is is very very close to our hearts. Um, and so th there's things that happen in the world, whether it's the recent explosion in Lebanon or previously uh, other things that have happened in other cities that compel us to want to use our platform in in a certain way. And so we're doing two special episodes uh, looking at collective trauma. Um, there's a, a new season of Jessidy that's launching in two weeks, uh, and the whole season will be focused on mental health. Um, Jessidy is a radio diary style Arabic show looking at the self and our bodies and our relationship with our bodies and everything in between. And the second season will be exclusively about mental health. And so we're doing a special episode looking at survivor's guilt and, and collective trauma 
Um, Sukun is this, as the second series is a bit more of a conversational take on mindfulness and consciousness. Um, there'll be a, a special episode around triggers. So we, as much as possible and as as honestly as we can, we, we try to make use of our platform and, and really speak to our audience in everything that we do. And, and as certain events in the world happen, uh, you know, sometimes we feel compelled to respond and sometimes, you know, it's not a place that we really feel like we have anything to contribute to the conversation. And so we uh, focus on other storytelling. And I guess I wanted also your thoughts on just like the importance of uh, podcasts and like audio as as a medium in itself and why you chose to, I guess, go down this route. I know you're a journalist um, and an entrepreneur. Like um, what led you to this medium? Audio is magical. Um, it's It's so... There's something so emotional uh, about listening to somebody's voice. I think it, it pulls on your heartstrings in a way that is incredibly powerful. Um, I think podcasting in general, it's this it's this very fresh uh, medium. Um, it's very intimate. It's very vulnerable. It's very human. Uh, and there's something in all of that that, that just it, it really fires your imagination in a way that nothing else does honestly I think the closest I can liken it to is reading a book but even then like just hearing hearing somebody tell their story in their own voice there's something really really powerful about that um and so that that's what's attracted all of us to to audio and and podcasting as a medium from an industry perspective in the Middle East it's still quite new and growing ridiculously fast so it's there was a survey that some friends of ours con- uh, conducted recently, and you know, eighty-two percent of podcast listeners are listening to podcasts significantly more this year than they were last year. Like, it's there's about eight million podcast listeners in the Arab world that we've calculated, probably a lot more. But of of research that's been done, there's about eight million of us, and and that is it's just it's growing like crazy it's specifically amongst the younger demographic as i mentioned we have <laughs> we have pretty crappy mainstream media in general and so there's there's really a hunger for good quality content that speaks to us and podcasting is this is this medium that you, is so convenient to consume right you can listen while you're folding laundry you listen while you're going for a run while you're stuck in traffic and it's it's a a way to transform some of the most mundane moments of our lives into this this really magical experience that is entertaining and educational and so so yeah that's <laughs> that's why podcasting <laughs> i have just like a couple more questions really i wanted to talk about you know the Arabic and English content is the thinking around that, you know, you want to have an equal amount of both or is there an importance given to Arabic over English in terms of like content that you're producing or is that really just not it's like a natural thing that just kind of, you know, you're making content on the Middle East and whatever comes in is what you work with or is there an intention of like including more Arabic content? There's definitely an intention of including more Arabic. And so right now, of the seven active shows uh, that we have under the Kerning Cultures Network, five are in Arabic, two are in English. And I think that that proportionally is is indicative of how we prioritize and how we will prioritize moving forward. English, by nature, is just a smaller audience. And those who are Arab or are from the Middle East or interested in the Middle East and speak English is just a smaller statistically population. There is a huge diaspora population, but 
that they're really fragmented. And so being able to capture them as an audience is a lot harder. And so Arabic is 100% where the growth opportunity is uh, for us as a company and, and for the industry at large in, in the Arab world. Um, so, so yeah, definitely we, we focus on, um, and, and honestly, that's where I think the need I think there's a need in both, to be honest, but but Arabic is where the growth is for sure. Is there anything that you would like to share? I don't know anything that you think might be interesting to include as well. Um, well, this was a lot of fun, and I encourage you ever listening to check out our shows. You can find us. It's uh, if you search Kerning Cultures wherever you get your podcast, and that's Kerning with a K. <laughs> Great, thank you so much, Hiba. Um, thank you, Paula. Uh, we hope to see you around, hear you around here again. Um, and thank you so much for, for being on Quick Thoughts today. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to Status Audio Magazine. The Status is produced by the Arab Studies Institute in partnership with Voices of the Middle East and North Africa, co-sponsored by George Mason University's Middle Eastern Studies Program, and the American University of Beirut's Asfari Institute for Civil Society and Citizenship. Interested in pitching an interview, a program episode, or becoming a partner, email our associate producer, Paola Messina, at paola at statushour.com To listen to more conversations, on-the-scene reports, and discussions, visit our website, statushour.com or subscribe via iTunes and listen to us on the go. You can also friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and for more conversations, please visit statushour.com. <laughs>